start for me. i got a couple of things that I have to grab on the uh, printer outside. It's going to be a busy uh, one hour or what's left of it. It's already eight minutes after the hour. It's Tuesday, not Monday. In my mind, it is. I'll explain why. It's good to be back. Uh, yesterday, I did my colonoscopy and my endoscopy. Am I saying that right? Just don't use the same tool, please. Which one's going first? Uh, you know, all the, dumb, all the dumb questions that you have for the doctor. But everything is fine. Everything worked out. It's all behind me now. And uh, even though I was expecting, you know, it's just so you know that commercial years ago where the guy was waiting for the knock on the door for the diagnosis because he's been smoking for 45 years. Like, is this it? Is this the end of my life? Uh, someone's uh, chiming in. It might be uh, Congresswoman, uh, Congresswoman, excuse me, Claudia Tenney. Let's just check. Hi, Claudia. Uh, Congresswoman Tenney, how are you? Hey, Glenn. This is how we do things. I know there's so many. You have so, so many uh, uh, different markets and areas that you talk to. I can't imagine anyone goes straight to the air when you call in from your phone. Is that typical of, of when, when you call in on shows like this, Claudia? No, not usually, but I know you, you're uh, a very uh, small operation and you run a grid show, so you do it yourself. We try to do it ourselves, and thank you very much. And you know what? Give me one second. I wish I could play music for you, but I have something that I literally left in the printer. Can you literally give me 10 seconds to grab it? Sure, go oh, ahead. Here we go. And we're back. That's how I might have been a little bit more than 10 seconds, uh, Congresswoman. Sorry about that. But I just had no to problem. get. Yeah, no. So anyway, uh, I, the one thing that really st- stuck out to me in recent tweets that you were talking about is, uh, well, recently, of course, Dr. Anthony Fauci has uh, said he is not going to be rather he's going to retire at the end of the year. You say that's good timing, and you also say, appropriately enough, uh, that, of course, he's retiring because, ultimately, uh, the, rep- uh, re- excuse me, the Republic- Republicans will take over the House come November. Is that the reason why Fauci's leaving, in your opinion? I'm not sure, but he's been in office for 54 years, and I know he's done some good work in the past, maybe when he was very instrumental in helping with you know, finding uh, you know, cures for HIV and other things in the early part of his career. But now, boy, he has just really hurt this country through the pandemic. You know, the in- inconsistency, right. uh, you know, duplicitous. One day it's you got to wear masks, the next day it wasn't. And, you know, natural immunity doesn't mean anything when we have old videos of him saying natural immunity is everything. Right, right. Really putting a lot of confusion and fear into the minds of Americans and hurting us during the pandemic, which has been devastating to Americans, especially in upstate New York where we've had authoritarian governor, uh, whether from Cuomo to Hochul. Right. Uh, they've put down mandates and vaccine mandates and sent people away from their jobs. Good people, people who served in our military, nurses, others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I join with our, our, our uh, governor candidate, Lee Zeldin, who says, you know what, these people should get their jobs back with back pay for, for being falsely removed from their jobs and unfairly removed from their jobs mm-hmm. because of Dr. Fauci's wrongheaded policies. It's time to retire, and I say, hey, 
why don't we have term limits on bureaucrats? Maybe you shouldn't be allowed to serve in government for 54 years as a bureaucrat. Right. And I think that's something we should consider, certainly if the Republicans take that Congress. I'm glad he's retiring, to tell you the truth, for all the reasons you just stated. I'm just worried, of course, Congresswoman uh, Tenney. Of course, we'll get into why we're talking today. It is a big day for you. But it seems like, you know, they're just going to replace him with someone else very similar to him. I, mean, I don't even know what the process is. He's been there since Reagan or before that. It's just to me, it seems like, it, yes, he, he's leaving. He sees the writing on the wall. Uh, Republicans take over the House. That's fine. He's been there forever. But uh, does it get any better? Whomever uh, takes his place, in your well, opinion. Here's another issue that I think is really important, Glenn. When you look at Dr. Fauci and someone like a Joe Biden, these career politicians, they're right. either elected into office where it's impossible to beat them, or they're appointed into office where it's impossible to get rid of, either by civil service or their ability to really parlay their position mm -hmm. and enrich themselves or their family members at the expense of the taxpayers. And right. reportedly, we'll find this out, Dr. Fauci is a very wealthy man working in government. Mm -hmm. And anyone who does an honest living in government, like a lot of people who do, yeah. you're not rich. You know, you might get a pension, but you're not going to be wealthy and be able to have the kind of uh, money that Joe Biden has amassed as mm -hmm. just a congressman. And, a, and uh, you know, you really, the kind of tens of millions, because we know Joe Biden was compromised. How does Dr. Fauci, in his role as a government bureaucrat, able to parlay that into wealth? Mm -hmm. And that's a real problem. That's an ethics issue that I think we need to explore, uh, definitely, as we get back into, you know, doing some new uh, a new view at what we do with these bureaucrats who are really just enriching themselves at the taxpayers expense and not to mention the bad policy and the fact that dr fauci really hurt americans with his uh, you know duplicitous and sort of uh, conflicting uh, so-called science views and, and really hurt a lot of us whether it's businesses individuals uh, our poor seniors who you know unfortunately due to governor cuomo's policies were brought to an untimely death for many you know terrible reasons that were happening because he empowered uh, these far left or these authoritarian types in government. He does. And you know what's a shame? You know, I, I remembered uh, when Jane Fonda said that COVID was a gift to the, uh, to the Democrats, and she said that. And that, to me, is the most significant quote of all things, because she, of course, she has a history of her, of her own. She epitomizes Hollywood, not just recently, but over the last five, six, 60 years uh, with her, uh, what she did during the Vietnam War and whatnot. Very controversial figure, but for what it's worth, what she said was very true. COVID was a gift for the Democrats. And I'll take it a step further. Dr. Fauci was a gift for the Democrats too. He was a big reason why Trump failed uh, throughout that whole, at least the perception of which, because he always had that face on when Trump was at the podium trying to, you know, make his way through this whole COVID in the beginning. And believe me, it was awkward. There's no doubt about it. But Fauci didn't help. He just, he just fueled the fire as far as the hatred uh, towards our former president. Yeah, I agree. I mean, great to, uh, discussion on the James Bond. I mean, this is what it's about for them. Anything they can do to justify an abuse of power, to take advantage. It's never about the people. It's about power and control, not about what's good for Americans, getting us back to self-governance, getting us to understand that we control our destiny. And so if you vote Republican, that means you're going to safeguard yourself from some government bureaucrat. If you vote Democrat, mm -hmm. that means you're going to let somebody else control what you do in your life, whether you can go to work or not. And, that's, and, and they're not even... They're not even hiding it. Jane Fonda was so transparent about yeah, it. Very and, much so. You know, it's, but, but by the way, oh, there, it's rules for, for thee, but not for me. They right. don't apply these same rules when we have power. And we tend to be constitutionalists. We take our oath of office very seriously mm -hmm. in most cases. So, 
You know, and, and, and toward that, I just want to tell you, like right now, as we're driving around, this is primary day, yeah. I just want to emphasize, we have, we have a, a fairly low turnout election right yes. now on primary day, which is a very important day in 12 yes. counties that I'm running in the newly formed 24th district, which mm-hmm. starts in the town of Orleans and Clayton, runs all the way around the lake, all the way to Niagara, huge district, and huge. picks up the Finger Lakes. Right. The lowest turnout we have so far uh, right now across the count across this district is Jefferson County. Oh so boy, Jefferson! Wow, get out and vote. We wow. need to have Jefferson County Republicans go out and vote in this primary. We really be grateful. Vote Claudia Tenney, uh, supported by Trump, endorsed by Lee Stefanik. Uh, there and vote can state conservative party as well yeah and again i think a lot of it has to do with the fact now it's 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 a shame that out of all the counties that we're last on that list currently hopefully we could definitely change that by nine o'clock tonight uh but that said this whole redistricting you know we can blame albany for that this was an extra or rather added primary day so that added a lot to the confusion not to mention the weather hasn't been so great up here so that yet yet another factor but uh, let's just hope yeah, by I the end of the day big, that changes people are confused by it but i will tell you that people aren't uh, right now uh, a lot of people are voting, uh, going to primaries and showing up at, at the door and saying, oh, there's no primary in my district. So I think it's a relatively new thing for Jefferson County again, to have a primary for this newly formed district. It's really been unfair to the constituents. Mm-hmm. And in the modern era or ever, I don't think New Yorkers have ever had a primary in the month of August, which is prime vacation week uh, around the Lake District. It most certainly is. And uh, and again, it's a sham what, what they did uh, with, the, with the gerrymandering and all the stuff with Monroe County. And of course, the focus was on Manhattan and Brooklyn, but they did take a look up here and they changed things. And luckily, we got you, Claudia, because you're part of the new 24th. Uh, so this is a huge district. There's no doubt about I mean, in terms of ge- uh, geography, you got uh, uh, Nadler down there. He has to go like 20 square blocks to, you know, to see 770,000 <laughs> people. Makes it a lot easier for him. It'd be interesting to see who wins that race against uh, his opponent there because they combine those uh, two con- uh, Congress yeah. people in thank the same. Thank you so much. You know, thank you, Glenn. But I want to also emphasize something. Yeah. Kathy Hochul had the option to save tens of millions of dollars hmm. to New York taxpayers by making all of the primaries on the same day. She forced the primary for governor and for the assembly seats and some of the local races to happen in June mm. instead of consolidating them all in August because she didn't want her far-left Democratic opponent to actually gain some uh, name recognition and challenge her in a primary in l- as late as August. So you can blame this squarely Interesting. on Governor Hochul for creating this costly, confusing situation for New York voters. Well, you just tweeted 17 hours ago. I never imagined there could be anyone worse than uh, Andrew Cuomo. There is now. Hochul is the worst governor in New York in the modern era. Um, that's a pretty good assumption. But unfortunately, uh, Congresswoman Tenney, she's up by as many as 22 points. What's that all about? Well, yeah, it depends on the on – the, uh, there's polls that show that Lee Zeldin is within striking distance anywhere from seven to eight points out. Uh, we've got to get – again, I can't emphasize enough. We've got to get Republicans out to vote. Let's show in Jefferson County that you can keep up with the other 11 counties in the district. Uh, so far, we're showing only about a 20 percent turnout in mm. Jefferson, and we're showing, you know, up to 40, 50 percent of what we had in the June primary in, in the other 11 counties. So mm. I know a lot, a lot of people are probably working. They're probably doing on the lake, and they're going to vote tonight. Sure. Uh, but I, you know, just urge everyone, let's get out. Let's show that we can take back. Uh, the House, that we can take back this governor's mansion yeah. and get Republicans out to vote, defend our Second Amendment rights, defend our freedom. Um, this is critically important, but we got to get people active. There's, it's a self-governing. If we really believe in we the people and we have a right to, to, to run our own government and run it ourselves, mm-hmm. we've got to show that we vote because there is no greater expression 
of self-governance mm-hmm. than the right to vote and voting on election day and primary day. It's very important. So uh, so everyone just really encourage everyone to get out and vote today. I will. And, and they're listening to you right now, and hopefully they are literally going to their uh, respected uh, poll districts right now. But i got to ask you something unrelated, but the senator race down there in Pennsylvania. Uh, just a couple of seconds on this. I know you're busy, but this Fetterman guy, I'm obsessed with it. To me, this is the root of the problem, Congresswoman, in that this guy, a loser living with his parents, you know who I'm talking about, recently had a stroke <laughs> in, in May, could barely put two words together, almost as good or bad, for that matter, as our president, and yet he's up by double digits over Dr. Oz. What is the problem here? A rhino state, is this the Rosie O'Donnell's and the Saros money just saying that a guy like Dr. Oz crossed the, the line just like Trump did and now is nefarious? He's the bad guy of all this? How is this happening? How can uh, this Fetterman guy be that close to being a U.S. senator, in your opinion? Right. Uncle Fester. Yeah, yeah well, terrible. It, I, I've heard the numbers are, I think, I, actually, it's funny you say this. I just spoke with a friend of mine who was a colleague in, uh, in Congress uh, back in my first term who was a member from Pennsylvania and said, look, this is a blue-purple state, right. uh, very liberal in a lot of ways. But And, uh, you know, when uh, Toomey won, which is this, this is the seat, when Toomey won back in 2016, it was a close race. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he only won by about 80,000 votes. I think Oz can do it. I think Republicans have to rally. We have to get uh, put money into this race. We have to get him out. Mm-hmm. This Fetterman looks like Uncle Fester from like the Adams family. He doesn't so talk I mean, as good as Jackie Coogan, by the way. Jackie Coogan could speak. Unappealing yeah. candidate, but I guess he's a well-known communist socialist type guy, and yeah. I can't understand why people in in Pennsylvania really want to be uh, governed by another authoritarian, just like their governor is now. Yeah. Who, by the way really hurt the people of Pennsylvania with his COVID policies as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and as did, of course, Cuomo. And, you know, he's, he's, he didn't go to jail for that. Uh, and, uh, and not to mention the Jersey uh, governor, who was having a race of his own and barely won that race. And we're hoping the same, obviously, uh, well, obviously we would love to see the results for, for Zeldin, just like what happened in Virginia. It is possible. But this state is so damn blue, Congressman Tenney, it just seems like I just want to put my hands in the air uh, and say forget about it. We're just not going to get there. I, it's a shame to think that way. It's a defeatist attitude. But when I see other states like Pennsylvania rallying around this monster of a man called Fetterman, uh, who's got every reason to vote against him, not to mention his, his uh, whole ideology on crime, uh, let, all the con- let all the convicts out, uh, it's, especially Philadelphia being one of the worst cities in the, in the country. It just, to me, it's, it's an example of what's happening, how outside money and Hollywood has such, a, has such an influence over the voting process. Well, again, I, I, concern, I, I, I understand your concern, but that means we need to get out and vote. We need to understand that the Democrats, typically, and other low, uh, th- these groups, uh, you know, are trying to take advantage of people who are low-information voters. Some of them just don't care about, uh, about the, the being self-governing. Mm-hmm. Some of them are, are too busy working or trying to make a living. But we have to understand something. If we don't start recognizing that we need to get out and not be exploited by this corporate legacy media, the Main Street media, the fake news, mm-hmm. we got to listen to channels like yours and others, these local operations that actually talk about news, do investigative journalism, do real interviews, mm-hmm. and get the facts out. This is a t- tough time in this country. It is. When there's so many media sources, it isn't like you turn on the TV and there are four channels, or there's, you turn on the radio and there's you know limited number of radio. There's so many options, and we really need to focus on the fact that there are self-governing. Uh, uh, we are a self-governing constitutional republic. We cannot allow ourselves to be exploited mm-hmm. by people who are giving us fake news, 
It's something President Trump did really well to expose these people. Right. We need did. to get out and, and, and express ourselves and vote, and that's the way we're going to combat that. And we're, you know, Lee Zeldin can win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Raz can win. These people can win if we only get take the moment to recognize that we are on the brink of losing what we have is this great American experiment. Yeah, and, and I worry too, like you do, Glenn. Yeah, no, I and, and there is, I have to. And uh, first of all, real quick, how did the teller uh, rally go uh, last night with former President Trump? Oh, it was tremendous. So we had a we we're uh, wonderful to have President Trump come in and and do a teller rally. He's endorsed me numerous times in this district. There's been a bunch of misinformation coming out of one of my opponents saying that somehow President Trump hasn't endorsed me. He's always endorsed me in every race that I've run. I've been a strong America First candidate. I was actually running on America First policies when I was a state assembly member before there was even a President Trump. Mm -hmm. So standing up to China, empowering our American workers, uh, bringing our jobs back, talking about low taxes, uh, less government, uh, shrinking the bureaucracy and, and growing prosperity, becoming energy independent, all those things We've been fighting against in Albany, which is which has uh, been hurting our, our small business community. This district, this new 24 that that the uh, shoreline of De- Jefferson County mm-hmm. has moved into, is going to be one of the most most strong ag districts, not only in New York but in the Northeast. We need to rely on our agricultural output, and uh, we need to have the agricultural uh, economy empowered. So this is going to be a great district. We just have to uh, we just have to get out and and uh, vote, and we have to get people recognizing how good it is. And President Trump was great last night. He had called my opponent a rhino, uh, which he is, and he's kind of a faker. He's one of those YouTubers that really just wants to be a star. He runs a vanity campaign. He just keeps attacking me, never talks about his record. He's smearing me, and I know we just want to make sure that everybody knows that. Go to ClaudiaForCongress.com slash facts. Mm-hmm. And we dispel all the lies and smears that he's been running about me, uh, talking about my strong record, always having President Trump's endorsement, the endorsement of the conservative party in every race I've ever run, my strong pro-life record, pro-gun record, probably the best in the state, and, uh, and my strong record of standing up for women. For, as a woman athlete, I have never voted for biological males to, to be uh, in women's sports. I actually have represented women athletes against this kind of thing so a lot of smears coming out of my opponent with no policies i'm a proven winner proven record uh we would be so grateful if jefferson county would get up and uh and show uh, show a little bit more activity on the yeah we got to get them motivated we got to put you know get them off their behinds right now and and like you said a lot of us of course work up until this hour and a lot of us uh just have to spend a little extra time to get to the actual voting uh the poll uh uh you know centers of of uh, northern new york right and And you know a lot of people working like uh, we tend to get more activity in the afternoon uh the early vote numbers uh we won't know until later on but there's been you know a little bit of early vote and it's hard it's august you know most people aren't used to voting in august all the Kids are going to college this week. It's been a bit. It's been a. It is. It's a tough time to, play, to have an election. Yeah, it is. T- and like you said, a lot of people are out of town, literally, uh, because this is the last opportunity before Labor Day weekend. <coughs> Where are you going to be tonight? Uh, we're going to be at. Uh, I think it's called Riverside Nine Sixteen. It's the old Castaways in Brewerton in Oswego County. Nice. So not too far away. We're going to be there. It's a. Uh, it's an old uh, stomping ground for me. I've, all, I've represented Oswego County, which is the biggest county in this district, along with Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, but I've represented Oswego County, even in the Assembly, also in Congress. And uh, 
you know, just uh, wanted to find a spot that was great for, um, for you know, being on the water. Right. We're hoping we're getting a little nicer weather. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I tell you what, uh, that's right in the center. I mean, that's a good place to do it. Oswego County essentially has become the epicenter or close to it as far as your new district is, is concerned. Am I right on that? Yeah, so, exactly. We have Oneida Lake, north shore of Oneida Lake, all the way up to Lake Ontario, and then right. down across uh, Ontario. I've been in... I've been all across the district today. We were, we started out in Canandaigua, went all the way out to Orleans, uh, Niagara, uh, Wyoming, Livingston, Genesee. Uh, now we're, we're actually now in Seneca County, and we're heading up to uh, Watertown. So we'll hopefully see you all soon. Yeah, that's why we need more fracking, so you could spend less ga- gas money on Spencer's truck there, because that's a lot of money that you're spending <laughs> on, on Biden's gasoline as we speak. So something's got to be done yeah. there. I know that's another topic altogether. <laughs> But uh, I always yeah. like to bring that up because we're sitting on the Marcella Shale and we're not doing anything about it. Uh, Congresswoman yeah. Tenney, good luck tonight. Thank you very, very much for calling in. I know you've been very busy, like you just stated, and uh, we will be talking to you very soon. Thanks so much, Glenn. And we'll keep, we'll, as soon as we have some members, uh, feel free to contact me or Spencer. And uh, thanks to everyone. Thanks to the voters and everyone who have been so wonderful to me. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to a big win tonight and a big win in November and on to uh, taking back the House and bringing some prosperity and security back to New York. So, and le- and let's, thanks so much, Glenn. We really appreciate it. Let's pray that the p- polls for Fetterman, I know this is unrelated, are completely farcical. <laughs> let's just hope. Let's just hope that, uh, Congresswoman. That's thanks, on my mind for sure. Thank you very much again. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Thank you again. Congresswoman uh, uh, Claudia Tenney here on the Live at Five show. Sorry about that. I, I had my notes all ready to go. Came into the studio, saw another technical problem here prior to the show, looked down and realized my notes were in the other room. I literally had to run for them. I did. I'm glad I did. I got to do a break. We'll do a break right now here on the Live at Five show, and we will be back right after this. 85807. Ah, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Just sending out a text. <clears throat> yeah, you heard me almost dying there. That's, that's uh, I don't know what's up. And uh, on, uh, yesterday I had my uh, colonoscopy, endoscopy. Everything's fine. You know, I'm the only guy in the world that actually wants someone to say, uh, you got this. You got, no, this, uh, you know, your son is different. You know, one of those deals. Uh, it didn't happen. I, I got, I, oh, yeah, you got a little bit of, uh, I forget what they call that, you know, something at my age is very common. Something based on my poor diet, my stomach can deal with it. Ventro trichoralist, whatever the hell it was. Uh, but again, I, I, I don't want to be given a, a diagnosis of death or some illness that I, it will be chronic. I just want to get rid of this damn you know, post-nasal drip. That's all there is to it. And by the way, I'm not anti-vax. I just happen to blame the facts that, uh, a fact, rather, in my life at least, that this all started after my booster. I won't go any further than that because I know apparently I, I pissed off some people locally here that are in, involved in that business, in the health department. No disrespect, but it, to me, it's just it's it's odd. And I and I hear stories. I do a little investigating. Well, actually, I don't. People tell me stuff, and I draw conclusions from that. That's the way Glenn Curry operates. I read the headlines, you know. And again, I should go beyond that. I I, I do go. I do indulge as far as this whole Fetterman thing. If you notice, I I, I spent some time talking to the congresswoman about this guy Fetterman. I don't even know his first name. It doesn't matter. She was a little more harsh on him than I was. She called him Uncle Fester. I just called him a guy that shouldn't shouldn't be shouldn't even be out of the house. You know, he's been living uh, you know just uh, just the, the life of a bum all of his life. He's barely fifty something years old. He's still living with his uh, under his parents' guidance and money. 
up until he was 49 years old. And by the way, he doesn't contest that at all. He said, oh, yeah, I did. I believe in uh, Bernie Sanders. I believe he also said that they should, uh, you know, get rid of at least one third of all the incarcerated convicts and that crime would not go up. He said that like three, four years ago. He's the lieutenant governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Dr. Oz, who my late mother loved, would watch him very, you know, often. And he's just a sensible man. Looks like he's ageless. He's obviously taking care of himself. He's a doctor. And yet he's down by 11 points to a guy that should, shouldn't even be dog catcher. That's the problem in America. Because a lot of his rhetoric, despite having a difficult uh, ch challenge of actually f trying to figure out what the hell he's saying, because he just had a stroke a couple of months ago, whether or not that means anything, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't imagine this guy was a Rhodes Scholar before his stroke. So people are at least giving him the benefit of the doubt. Not to mention he's showing up at his own rallies in, in sweatpants. I don't get that. He's six foot eight, and he just comes across as a complete idiot. And yet, this is what America wants? I mean, Pennsylvania, really, if you look at it, is a cross-section of America. They really are. They got a little bit of this. They got a little bit of that. They're East Coast. They're Midwest. They're, they're not Midwest, if you will, but there's a lot of Midwest values in the state of Pennsylvania. You got Quakers there. You got a lot of farmers there. You got a lot of Trump supporters there. But then you got Pittsburgh there. You got Philadelphia. You got a lot of co colleges, uh, big colleges. Penn State, one of the largest colleges in the world. So you know there's a lot of liberal thought there. So it is a rhino state. But wouldn't you think an intellectual state like that that cranks out students each and every year, the best of the best, don't they see through this guy? He wants to get rid of the, uh, the filibuster? He barely put that word together. He's just, well, I just got to stand up here and say anything. Just like Joe Biden. It's, as long as Donald Trump or a guy like Dr. Oz is not in charge, that's all that matters anymore. The Patrick Moynihan's of the world, the geniuses of the world that deserve to be senator and beyond, we don't want them anymore. We just want a party figure to be part of the party and a representative of what they claim to be the new America. That's a big, big problem in my book. Hi, you're in the air. Glenn, a uh, couple questions on your test. Do you mind? Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, were you uh, had to drink something tonight? Yeah, before? oh, God, you got to drink that lemony stuff? You've done it, right? You've had a colonoscopy. No, I have one scheduled. I'm kind of worried about it. I've been putting it off. But uh, were you knocked out? Yes, they knock you out. How long does it take? Uh, how long is the rod that they put up your rectum? I don't know. Oh, uh, how long does it how take? How long are you out? Uh, I was out. Uh, you know what? I looked. At, I got in there yesterday morning. Yesterday morning. I got in there at around 11.30, and I was out around 10 after 12. So about a half hour, 40. Count on at least 35 minutes. And you will not know. You will not know that you are out. What are you worried about? What are you concerned about? Well, I've had the same problem you had ever since I had the damn shots. I haven't had a... Uh the best health in the world last six months. You see, it. yeah, everything the, the, done to me as far as testing. I just want to put a stop to it. You know. No, but you. Uh, at, that's uh, and I understand that. I did it because the last colonoscopy I had, I was fifty. I, I was forty-nine. Hmm. So wait a minute. No, I was forty-seven. It was twelve years ago. So I, yeah, twelve years is a long time. I notice every doctor pushes that test. You notice that? Yeah, they push a lot of monogram. You know, well, they that, they push that, a lot of things. Sir, they seem to want to push that on everybody. Oh, colon cancer! Colon cancer is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big, too, the big deal. I had X-rays and CAT scans. Are you over? Are you overweight? I think I am, but he doesn't seem to have a problem with my weight. Because you know what's funny? I'm reading the report. You know, I'm I'm gro I'm groggy. You know, from from the uh, but I felt good. In fact, I could have driven myself home, and people were surprised that I was actually chipper. So I'm sitting there, and I'm reading the report. It says, okay, you got this. Everything's fine there. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's clean here. Could lose some weight. And I was insulted. Could lose some weight. And I looked at my wife. Look what it says here. Could lose some weight. Yeah, I think everybody's in that boat.
I am. I could I lose some weight. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, thanks my friend. Lot, no, no problem. Anytime. Bye-bye. Yeah, you you got to get it. I think that gentleman's older than me. You, you got to turn into like uh, you know Robert De Niro's character. You, you, you got to do it. You, you got to do it. All right, uh, our QAnon friend. I won't say his name. But uh, this is our QAnon friend, and he makes no bones about it, by the way. QAnon Plus, this guy is the president of QAnon. He says, and I quote in a text, quadruple jab people are 140,000% more likely to contract cancer than the unjab. There you go. QAnon, right there. Hi, you're in the air. Curry, how you doing? I might have to leave you because Mario Frado for Equal Times calling in in about 30 seconds, but... Duffman, what's happening these days? I haven't talked to you in uh, dog days. Make it quick. Uh, when I had my call last week, I think last year or the year before, I, they had pills. You just took a pill, but then you had to guzzle down the water. Really? I, they gave me the bo- two bottles, and uh, I didn't eat that much over the weekend. I did the MMA on. Uh, plus, I haven't even mentioned, I went to the premiere of the movie that I was in on Friday night, uh, but uh, and that was exciting, too. But I got to go because I believe Mario's on the phone. But uh, everything worked all out. Right, everything yeah. came out. It's all behind me now. All behind me okay. now. All right, thanks, Tough Man. Uh, that's Tough Man, and I believe this is, yes, this is Rocky, otherwise known as Mario Frado. How you doing, Mario? <laughs> Good, Glenn. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, and, and as far as transparency, I just spoke with your opponent less than 12, 15 minutes ago, because uh, today is the big day. I'm sorry I couldn't talk to you yesterday. My colonoscopy and endoscopy went well, and uh, I am here uh, to talk to you about uh, this wonderful campaign that you started under uh, against another opponent under a different, somewhat district that was reconfigured, and it all comes down to this. It was supposed to be in June, and now it's today. Mario, how do you feel about what you've done for the last six, seven months in this campaign against? I'll tell you Congress? what. This this has been a wild ride. Um, you know, people told me and tried to explain to me people who had run for office what it would be like. Nothing really can prepare you for something like this especially it being my first run, um, just to, to spend this much time on the road. You know, it, it's been really crazy. This district's massive. Um, we were kind of learning as we go with this, and I feel good about it. I think we can hold our heads high no matter what happens and say we worked really hard. We traveled all over. We met a lot of people. We went to every county fair and parade and, you know, did as much, the best we could to get our message out there. And I think it's going to pay off tonight, and I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. Well, I, I, I ran into you at the Italian American Club on Thursday, and uh, you said the same thing then. And you, you, you also said, Mario, interestingly enough, you're not a weatherman, but you said, you know what, Glenn, it's going to rain on Tuesday. And I said, is that good or bad? I said, that might work in my favor. Do you feel that way now? <laughs> um, yeah, because I think that from, the, from the start of this race, our supporters have been very energized. This is the first time that there's a local representative for them in this race. Um, to be honest, I believe even for the people in Jefferson County, I'm closer to them than Elise Stefanik was. Um, you know, so it's it's for the people up there, but the people down here, the people in Western New York, the whole district. I'm from the center of it, and I'm not a politician. And people are looking for a different perspective. They want somebody who goes to work every day that has a family that's somebody like them. And I think the country would be better off if there were more people like that and less career politicians. And the reason I stayed in this race, as you said, I was against Chris Jacobs. Right. I view Claudia Tenney as, a, as, as the same thing as Chris Jacobs, you know, as far as a, another career politician. She's been in politics for 20 years, working in the assembly, foreign assemblyman, then in the assembly, then running for Congress five times. Um, we need something new. 
We need people who we can relate to, and I think that that message resonated, and it's going to pay off tonight when we win this election. And, and, and you know, it's just, I, that's a lead into what I just uh, printed earlier prior to today's show, Mario. You have something, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, explain this to me. You have a picture of uh, our uh, of Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Uh, uh, above, below that, rather, is Representative Liz Cheney. As you know, lost her primary big last week in the state yeah. of Wyoming. Uh, but you have a comparison here. You have 53% GOP for Claudia, and you have the same number, the same percentage for Liz. I, I should have delved into this more, but I, I figured I'd let, allow, you, allow you to explain this. What does this conservative review chart mean? So, so conservative review is a conservative um, site that, that rates um, Republican lawmakers. Well, it rates everybody, but you can break down the anybody. And they get a liberty score, and it's based on how often they vote for the conservative position or the liberal. Right. So Liz Cheney and Claudia Tenney both have an F grade, which is 53%, which oh, means gotcha. 47% of the time they vote for the liberal position. So it's basically a coin toss. Hmm. And that places her well within the, the bottom 10 or 15% of House Republicans, according to Conservative Review. Mm-hmm. And the one that we've put on our palm card and mailers with the 186 out of 208, that's from the American Conservative Union. So if you go to CPAC, you right. know, everybody knows CPAC. They right. have their um, event every year. Um, they have a, a website, conservative.org, mm-hmm. which is CPAC's rating site. And it's also, it's, it's one and the same with American Conservative Union. Right. She's rated 186 out of 208 in the House for being conservative. So wow. I think Liz Cheney's like 163 or something. Yeah, well, and, So and, she's and, actually... They both have failing grades, according to your chart. Of course, as you know, yeah. Mario, the... We're talking to Mario Frado here. It's a big day against uh, Congresswoman uh, Claudia Tenney in the new, newly formed uh, Congressional District, the 24th District. Uh, as you know, the big difference between Cheney and Tenney is that Cheney went against uh, 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 Donald Trump, whereas uh, Donald Trump endorsed uh, Claudia Tenney. Is that the difference between these two? I mean, I think that's the only difference, really. Because And, and it's sad, but it's because um, it's not that... that Trump would support somebody like Claudia Tenney because of her record. It's because of, of loyalty. And I find that commendable when anybody does that. Don't get me wrong. You know, you're not going to, if somebody in your family does something wrong, you'll probably be one of the last people defending them, right. you know, as you should. And, but in this case, it's not because she's this staunch conservative. It's just that she didn't personally go after him the way Liz Cheney did. But when it comes down to being um, a rhino, She's in the same boat. You know, like I've been saying all along, you cannot be one of 24 Republicans to vote with Pelosi for taxpayer-funded sex changes and then say you're conservative. Mm-hmm. It's not. You know, it wasn't buried in some bill. It was just a single amendment, should we pay or not, and she went along for that ride with Pelosi. And that has no place in the Republican Party, and that's why people like Joe Kent have endorsed me. Um, Joe just put out a message calling out Claudia for her lies on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I look forward to serving with Joe and being a counterbalance to AOC and the squad in the House. I think we need young guys to come in on the Republican side that are going to stand up and be the voices that are going to fight for us. And that's what I want to do, because the career politicians have failed us terribly. It's interesting because that, that did actually come up in our discussion with the congresswoman uh, that uh, Fauci, for instance, is a bureaucrat that's been in the system for way too long. Uh, so, you know, maybe maybe the limit is 30 years or something or 25, whichever. Uh, I, I don't know. But that has that that's on a lot of people's mind. One thing I did bring up with Claudia, I got to share it with you. And this is a concern of mine. And perhaps you can shed your own uh, opinion on this. 
is this Fetterman guy, six foot eight monster of a man down there in Pennsylvania, lieutenant governor. And he now he's up by 11 points over a very reputable, very, in my opinion, uh, the, the right person for the job, and that, of course, Dr. Oz, never been a politician before, but his credibility is, is, is in, in, it's so impressive, not to mention he's a doctor. He communicates with uh, people, particularly older people. His demos were very uh, strong in that category when he had his successful show with Oprah Winfrey. The moment he goes for the Republican, same thing with Herschel Walker, they, they, they vilify him. And he's up by 11 points. What in your, and again, this is a poll. It could be completely wrong, Mario. I hope it is. But what are your thoughts about a guy like Fetterman becoming senator of the United States? What does that mean to you? Well, it's terrifying. I mean, the guy's, uh, as, as I understand it, he had some sort of brain issue. Did he have a stroke? He had a stroke in May. Um, yes. Right. And then he was kind of just hiding out because he was in recovery and then he didn't campaign. Very, very similar I to mean, Biden in his basement. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a huge Dr. Oz fan. Um, I think that he would be leaps and bounds better than Fetterman, and obviously if I could vote for him, I would. Mm -hmm. But I think that he has some red flags in his past, too, and that's the problem that, you know, Republicans can never really unite because it's always people that we kind of got to hold our nose and vote for. Right. And I think that's a huge problem. I'll tell you a, a story. Um, I was in Watertown the other day when I saw you, right. and I actually knocked a, a house close to the Italian club. And a woman, she must have been having dinner, and you know, an older woman and her husband, she was retired. She practically fell into my arms and gave me a hug. And she said, I'm so glad to see you because I thought I was going to have to vote for that woman. Hmm. You know, talking about Claudia Tenney, and she was a Republican. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I'm glad to see you too, and I'm glad you're going to vote for me. Right. But what's the issue? And she just said she didn't like that she was running there, that she wasn't from that district. You know, all the things I've been talking about, that right. she's ran for Congress so many times, that she wanted somebody new and just didn't feel like there was a choice. Hmm. You know, so people have to vote for, for people like Tenny or Jacobs, because if people like myself don't run, right. then they just take the seat. Right, right. You know, there's no choice. Mm -hmm. And I think now that people have a choice, um, I mean, look at, look at the Dr. Oz situation, right. right? What did he win that primary with, 31%? Yes, yes. So 70, and, and he was endorsed by President Trump. Right, big time. 70% um, of Republicans didn't go with Trump's endorsement, and they didn't want Dr. Oz. That's a good point. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that still concerns but, but me because won. of the latest polls against the Democrat. Go ahead, sorry. No, and I'm saying, but he won fair and square, right? Mm -hmm. But people wanted, was it McCormick or Kathy Barnett, whatever, they, they were just split up. Right. But now it's hard to get them to rally around Oz mm -hmm. because everybody had been saying things about him that he wasn't the right pick and right. they wanted trump to endorse barnett or mccormick right. or whoever mm -hmm. and it's hard because people just they don't feel like they have a choice that now it feels like it's forced on them not not much unlike what happened to the democrats with joe biden yeah sure you know sure. before super tuesday right bernie sanders was slated to win 10 or 11 out of 14 states people forget on that super yeah. tuesday yeah 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 can you imagine right. and they set it up that they said everybody's going to drop out, and it'll basically force um, Joe Biden to be the to be the nominee. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, yep. and and that's sad because COVID took over essentially at that point, and people forgot about it for obvious reasons. Because who could care less about the Democratic primary uh, going into an election year? We should have, but we were more concerned with you know living or dying, or whether or not we should we could go to work. That was at the very beginning, <coughs> and I mentioned yeah. this earlier. Uh, you know, Jane Fonda said that COVID was a great gift. 
for, for the best thing that ever happened to the Democrats. It really was, Mario. Uh, right now, I, we might be in another summer of 2020 under Donald Trump, but man, boy, that would be, in my book, still a better world to live by. We wouldn't have all these other issues. But unfortunately, oh, that's what happened in 2020. I hope, hopefully, we won't have yet another variant uh, after Labor Day, where all of a sudden no, mail-in balloting becomes the norm. This whole vax thing too. I just saw on the news last night. Yeah. I was watching the local news, and they said there's a new COVID vaccine coming out, and it should be more effective than the other one. Uh, bull, and I thought I was watching, you know, Babylon B or the reading an Onion article or something, right, right. because. It's look at what they did with the first one, right. and then they tell us, "Don't worry, we got a new one." Right. You know, so right. it's the same with saying, "Oh, well, there's a new variant out. There's a new one." At this point, right. I don't think anybody, um, maybe a small percentage, five, ten percent of the population, are actually concerned with COVID anymore. Right, but they I are. Think we've because all kind of moved on. Yeah, we yeah, have, they, oh, but they, they haven't. Yeah, that's where they get their power. Right, that's right. the fear. That's where they put red boxes in front of a convenience store. Uh, and say, hey, vote here. And I know I'm not getting into right. this whole Denise D'Souza thing about 2,000 meals, right. but the moment you walk away from the traditional way of physically putting people in voting booths at a local church or school, the moment you walk away from that, then sh- stuff happens, Mario, and, we, and I'll keep it at that because uh, I don't want to get I audited. Agree. I agree, <laughs> and, and if we can't have integrity in our electoral system and people can't believe in it, yeah. then we're in trouble. And, and that's why I still think that issue needs to be addressed. Right. You know, the 2020 election, for a lot of people, they tell everyone you should just move on. But if they don't believe it, right. you need to find a way to rectify that. And if, if they can have hearings in Congress about January 6th, and right. which if President Trump grabbed a steering wheel or not, oh. then surely they could lay this bare before the American people and put the election out there and let it get behind us. But you know, Mario, as a lawyer, that once you put any type of doubt in the jury's mind, that's all that matters, whether it's true right. or not. And that's exactly right. what they're doing. That's what Garland did. Then he came out with his reasoning the other day. Someone just yes, t- uh, today I heard on the radio saying, you know, Garland could have really done a much better job with his press conference he had days after Mar-a-Lago. Instead of defending the FBI and throwing mud at the opposition in Fox News, he just had to lay, lay out why he did this. He never did, Mario, but it doesn't matter because this is why a guy like Fetterman can actually be Senator of the United States, not to mention the overturn of Roe versus Wade. We're talking about bad timing. Yes, it's about babies. Yes, it's about morality and Christianity, the whole damn deal, but at the end of the day, it only works against us because the left is running this country into the ground, and that's all they need to get a guy like Fetterman in office. Sorry, I'm in a rant, but you're, it's just driving me nuts. Yeah, no, well, look, you're not, you're not far off, and I understand, and, and sometimes we have to make those tough decisions um, and, you know, stand up for what we believe in, even if it's not politically expedient. And I'll tell you, that's, I think, the difference between myself and Claudia Tenney is she has made the statement over and over that we have to compromise. She, she said, I'm the most bipartisan member of Congress, and I won't get on any bill unless there's also a Democrat. Then you know, all this stuff, and we need to take two steps forward and then one step back. But we've been doing that the whole time, and this is where it's gotten us, yeah. to where the country has drifted so far left that we've never been able to pull it back towards the middle. It just keeps going and going. It keeps going going the other way. because of that attitude where we compromise, Mm -hmm. we say, okay, well, we'll fund Planned Parenthood if you give us funding for the troops. Instead of saying, you know what, that's just a bridge too far. We can't do it. Because Mm -hmm. they know they'll always get us to go along, and then they get their way. And meanwhile, we never stick together. But the Democrats, they do. You know, the one thing I always say to their credit is they will get 215 or 220 votes and will not have one Democrat breakaway. And we get Claudia Tenney and Chris Jacobs and John Katko and whoever else 
to vote with the Democrats for amnesty or for transgender stuff or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that's the reason the country is in the position it's in. Right. So I'm not really willing to compromise on my values and morals, even if it means being in for one term or not getting elected. Right. But I think we were sold a bill of goods by these career politicians, and they clearly didn't deliver. Where are you going to be tonight, Mario? Um, we're at the Sons and Daughters of Italy in Geneva. At 8 o'clock, we'll be going there. Um, you know, my grandpa started that club back in the 70s, actually with my wife's grandfather as well. Hmm. Uh, so yeah. it's, uh, it's, a, it's a place that I have a lot of history, and I'm looking forward to being there with family and friends and, and celebrating this victory. And I would just say to anybody who has not voted yet, you're still in time to get out there. Um, you're still in time to not be stuck with another career politician and get a real person who's just like you that's just trying to make ends meet and take care of their family and give their children a little better future. Yeah, and by and the way... If you could get out there and vote for me, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, I, I was just informed that uh, Jefferson numbers are, are behind the other counties, so hopefully by 9 o'clock we can change that up here, Mario. Uh, the, the turnout yeah, as long is. as they're coming out for me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't friends. come. Listen, if, if you're going to vote for my opponent, yeah, don't come tomorrow's out. going to be a beautiful day. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's that weather report again. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, no, I think I think that if people haven't voted yet, you're out of work and yeah. you're on the fence or something, go, go out and do it and, and send a message because Washington needs to hear the people on the ground. We can't just keep sending the same people and think we'll get something different. That's right. So, right. If you guys can get out there and vote, I'd be honored, and I promise not to let you down. There you go. Mario, thank you very much, and uh, we'll be in touch, and good luck tonight. Thanks, Glenn. Take Th- care, Thanks, brother. Mario. Bye-bye. Uh, that's uh, Mario Frado here on the Oops, Oops, and your we'll see you in a bit. Is your castle. Adams. Uh, yeah, Adams Country Club. Dip, 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 dip. That place is beautiful. And thanks also to Big Apple. Thanks to uh, Mario Frado. This is a busy day. Now, again, as you heard, uh, it was Congresswoman uh, Tenney who stated that our numbers are abysmal. That's like watching your, you know, your English or math teacher, you know, grade your, your, your test score in front of you. Red, red, wrong, wrong, red, 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 red. Oh, boy. How did I do? Just like Jefferson County, you're way behind. So we're behind. 20, what, what were, we were at 20% Republican voters or registered voters in the last five years. Whatever the deal was, we're behind. So uh, the polls open till nine o'clock, and I know this is un- you know again this was this was uh, unarranged. This was not scheduled. No, there should, should never be any type of election primary in New York State this time of year, uh, a week or so before Labor Day when people are cramming in their vacations. Should never do this again. But this was a special election, and as uh, Congresswoman uh, Tenney noted, uh, in the best interest, of course, of uh, Hochul. Uh, so that uh, she would have more leverage in her own primary. So that's that's one thing. But not nonetheless, uh, vote when you can uh, before nine o'clock tonight at your respective polling place. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. I'll talk more about my premiere at uh, the uh, Calais Theater, the event there on Friday night. Uh, SG and uh, co- Council Person uh, Cliff only was there or were there, and that was interesting. AM twelve forty WE ten hotel makes this legal. Here's CBS. On the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. A judge has now punted a motion back.